Welcome to Commercial Observer's Backstory, the podcast that dives deep into the world of commercial real estate. In this episode, we have two experts on the DC market, Chava Gurari and Keith Loria, who will enlighten us on the current state of affairs. They have been tirelessly working on the highly anticipated Washington DC power list and will share insights on how they rank entries as well as the key aspects that they will be closely monitoring in the second half of 2023. Good afternoon. I am Chava Garari. I am the editor for Commercial Observer's DC Market, and I write the daily newsletter for the DC Market. And I am Keith Loria. I am the DC correspondent covering all things Washington, DC region. We're here today to give you a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of what went into making the Power DC list. That's our list of 25 people in the DC region who are in the commercial real estate industry who wield power in that space. It's a long process. You know, we put a lot of thought into it, not just myself and Keith, but our whole team. And um, we... You know, we want the list to reflect the trends of the year and the themes of the year and the people who are playing their cards right um, and not just be the biggest owners or anything like that. Um, so that way it's different from year to year and also is reflective of that year. Top of mind for sure for everyone this year is the office market, not just in D.C., but everywhere. Um, so, Keith, what, how would you say D.C. is faring or how did that play into our decision making when it came to the list? Sure. Well, before I get into that, I just wanted to um, say that these are not easy decisions either. Uh, we have a lot of discussions that go on for weeks about who's going to make the list. And we want to make sure we have a pretty good representation from all sectors. But when it comes to office, obviously, it's uh, been a challenging year, to say the least. Uh, vacancies are at an all-time high in the D.C. area. People are trying to find ways to get people back into the office and uh, that's definitely reflected on our list and how it's different than maybe past years. Yeah. And I don't think we knocked anyone off the list because of their exposure to office, but that was definitely a consideration. But thankfully, many owners in DC have quite a bit of diversification. And so even people who own a lot of office you know, in the downtown core might also have multifamily or be developing some pretty big mixed use um neighborhoods around the area as well. And so, you know, we kind of look at everything, but obviously office was pretty, pretty high, you know, high on the list. So one place we did see um, office make a, a big impact was with Amazon opening HQ2 and National Landing. Um, they've brought back, I believe, about 8,000 employees. They're not all in the office yet. Some still are doing remote, but they they have a plan to get people back into the office in 2023. Right. And Amazon's HQ2 is really interesting because it kind of shows both aspects of trends going on. On the one hand, they opened, you know, HQ2 in June, which was a really big deal. They, you know, were developing it through the pandemic. They're bringing people back to the office, as Keith said. Um, at the same time, they announced this past year that they are delaying the second phase of the headquarters. Um, and while they say they're planning to break ground, you know, sometime or not, I don't know about break ground, but move forward sometime next year, you know, obviously at the moment it's paused and they're also planning to rethink some of the um, what it will look like given um, the reality of hybrid work um, these days. And so that sort of shows that on the one hand, people are coming back, back to the office, especially in certain neighborhoods, we're seeing a resurgence. On the other hand, you know, obviously there's still that challenge. So, you know, these are some of the areas of, of things that we were looking at. 
um, within the still within the realm of office, you know, the federal and government leasing hasn't quite come back the way that people want. Um, but we have saw, we have we did see some big um, uh, law firm leases in the past few months. So Keith, I don't know, you're on the ground a little bit more. What are within the world of office, what are some of the bright spots versus not that we were looking at? Yes. Um, obviously law firms uh, represents a greater portion of those coming into DC these days. Uh, we've seen a lot of renewals for space, but we've seen some expansions. We've seen some new law firms come in and that definitely played a role on the power list. Not many other sectors are doing very well when it comes to coming into the office right now, but landlords and owners are looking for ways to entice people to come back. And that's a trend I think we're going to be seeing over the next six to 12 months as companies find new ways to get these employees back into the office. And I, I think we're starting to see that a little bit, um, but maybe towards the winter, it'll happen a bit more. And within that, there's obviously the the question or the the trend of con uh, office conversion, um, you know, that's obviously been top of mind for people. And some people really see it as the saving grace. You know, there's so much extra office that people aren't using. And then there's always a need for more housing. Yes. So we have uh, a lot of office properties transforming into multifamily. It's not an easy process. Um, you you'll hear that from a lot of the developers, but those who have found success are usually adding an affordable housing component, which is another big area that we looked at this year because that's a big thing in Washington, D.C., as it is around the nation. Um, Amazon has made big strides in affordable housing throughout the area. A lot of other companies have as well. And that's definitely a consideration as Mayor Bowser has made that um, a big factor of her plan for 2023 and going forward. And I think we see that a lot with all with these neighborhoods and mixed use areas where, you know, you have developers who are building retail and office and multifamily. And many times multifamily is a bigger and bigger component, um, both within D.C. itself and in the surrounding areas. And, and that's a really big part of the activity um, that we see in and around D.C. Yes, absolutely. Um, that's a big thing that we've seen in 2023, whether it was. The wharf being finalized at the end of last year, Reston Station really making big strides this year. Downtown Columbia, uh, every other week we see a new retailer coming into that area. Big neighborhoods, big communities, that's a, a big thing for Washington, D.C. as we try to get people out, back into the office, back onto the streets, back into the restaurants, and hopefully, you know, making this um, back to pre-pandemic levels with people and businesses succeeding. And just we we can't not talk about the two bright areas, two more bright areas within uh, D.C. real estate, which is um, data centers, uh, particularly in northern Virginia and then industrial, which is continuing to see so much demand and so much activity, um, not so much development, because I'm not sure how much land there is left for development. But but we see that, too, of course. Um, yeah, those are both definitely areas that we wanted to highlight. Yes. And as you said, there's just no space for industrial uh, around Maryland. People are clamoring for that space, um, which is why we're seeing uh, rents go higher and higher and more demand um, in Loudoun County. We're seeing the, the data centers uh, space command high numbers as well. People are looking for any space available and uh, they're finding some in Arlington and Loudoun, as I said. 
And hopefully these are other sectors that will just keep booming in the year to come. That brings us to the end of this week's Backstory episode. Don't forget to visit commercialobserver.com to explore this year's annual DC Power List. And if you crave even more comprehensive analysis of the Washington DC commercial real estate market, make sure to subscribe to Haba and Keith's DC newsletter, conveniently available at commercialobserver.com. Get daily insights delivered straight to your inbox. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to having you back next time for another captivating episode of Backstory.